Hello and welcome back to Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews coming at you online at nicktiffany.com in print format. We've got audio reviews on all podcast networks and platforms at NT Movie Reviews and on YouTube in video format at NT Movie Reviews as well. Today, we're talking Gran Turismo, which you have to say like a Brit because it sounds better when they say certain things in their accent. This film is based off the wildly successful video game franchise, Gran Turismo. The game took off well over a decade plus, almost two decades ago. The whole idea was to create the most accurate simulation of what it was like to drive some of these crazy, hyper-expensive race cars, Formula One cars, classic Ferraris and Lamborghinis, you name it. You know, I played a decent number of racing games growing up. I was always in a Microsoft household. So, you know, we had Xbox, we had Project Gotham Racing I played a lot of. I played a lot of Forza, really got into gaming for cars when Forza Horizon had come out. You know, they tried to sell you with the Kinect thing, get into the car, do whatever. But they really were onto something that Gran Turismo had really kind of cracked already in gamers. And it's this love of actually getting to look in this car that, you know, for all intents and purposes, you probably will never own because they're hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And so it was really cool to be able to find your favorite car, learn all the ins and outs, learn how you can modify it, if you can put a bigger engine in it, what kind of spoiler you like. But Gran Turismo really allowed you to fine-tune all the technical details. And you've got people who would create these video game setups where you've got an accurate racing wheel, you've also got a gas pedal, you've got a clutch, you've got a shifter. I mean, the degree to which you could play this game and realistically simulate it was not to be overlooked. And so that's something that Orlando Bloom's character in this film he works for Nissan. He says, hey, I've got an idea, sort of a promotional deal we can do. We're going to take the best Gran Turismo drivers who know these tracks and cars like the back of their hand, and we're going to give them a shot to join Gran Turismo Academy. And the goal there was to turn a simulation driver, the kid who's played video games their whole life, and see if those skills can translate to the real world when you put them in an actual supercar. And that's kind of where our story takes place. So this is, again, this is a true story. And you know, I'm always kind of skeptical when it's like inspired by true events. You know, obviously these are films, you take liberties. If everything was done exactly as it happened, it probably wouldn't make for a great movie. So watching this film, there was tons of stuff where I'm like, wow, this is really great movie magic. This scenario, this setting, it's like everything played out so well where I was like, oh, I'm like, they're nailing it. I'm like, there's no way all of this is real. These dramatic stakes, everything they're throwing in here. I was like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way this could all be real. And after watching the movie, it's like, oh my God, that actually happened. I, it made me more appreciative of the film, number one, the attention to detail, but also just for the story. It follows Archie Madaque, who plays Jan Mardenborough. He lives in London. He's playing Gran Turismo, his father played by Demon Honsu, you know, a once famous soccer player, really wants him to get back into the real world, you know, get out of your room, stop playing these video games, go back to university or do something, but do something of value that can make you money, that's a real skill. And obviously, this is not what Jan wants to hear, especially from his dad who told him at a young age, you know, you can do anything, you can be 
anybody when you grow up. Hold on to those dreams. So already they kind of established this idea of, hey, a lot of people kind of look down on video games. They look down on streaming. They look down on YouTubers, podcasters, whatever it is. You got to understand that people love to hate and people don't like it when new technology or something new kind of disrupts the natural being of whatever this ecosystem was. So already you've got people who are doubters who say, yeah, you're playing video games. Even though you're using a realistic simulator, nothing can prepare you for getting in an actual car and driving like that, where you could die, where you don't get to rewind, where you don't get to pause the race after you lose and say, ah, you know, let me just change my, let me change my engine. I didn't have the right setup. None of that. Those split second decisions you're making in the game could cost you your life in real life. So obviously people were pretty hesitant to this idea to begin with at Nissan. You know, this is a lot lying on us. If something goes wrong here, if someone gets hurt, killed, whatever, this comes back to us. And obviously that's bad press that we don't need. But so Orlando Bloom's character says, hey, I'm going to get the right guy to be your engineer, to be the one who trains this group of people. And so he goes and finds David Harbour, who plays uh, it's David Harbour of uh, Stranger Things. But honestly, when he's not doing Stranger Things, He's freaking killing it. He plays Jack Salter, who was a once race car driver. He's retired. He's working for some prick race car driver who's driving a nice Lamborghini. Who This kid doesn't appreciate anything, doesn't have that love for driving. Because in today's world, if you've got a lot of money to throw at something, hey, you can get a sponsorship. You can get a car. We'll give you the right lessons. Half of it, I'm not saying half of it's not about the driver because it's absolutely about the driver. But you've got teams who can barely afford to put a supercar together versus teams who they're like, oh, you need another check for 50 mil. Sure. We need a third car because you crashed the other two. Sure. You know, the game has totally shifted in a new way that kind of unbalances the scales. You've got really cocky drivers who it's like, yeah, you're good, but you've also got the best team around you. And that's half the battle. So it... It really does establish some of these biases that already exist in this racing world. And of course, race car drivers start losing their minds when they think, oh, you're going to have some video game driver come and race me. Is that a joke? Is this an insult? And, you know, all the best stories that we love, they're underdog stories. When your back's against the wall, when nobody thinks you can succeed, that's when you shine. That's when you got to turn it on. And so Jan, who's put... I mean, days worth, days, I'm like, you know, trying to quantify the hours, hundreds of hours he spent on all of these tracks across the country that he knows every little turn, every nook, every cranny, how far different borders should be when he's driving there. There's certain attention to detail that the racers themselves obviously have because they have to know the car and they have to know the course. It's not just enough to know one or the other. And so clearly early on, we kind of see some of these skills translate for Jan, impressing his coach kind of along the way. Obviously, again, this is like a Hail Mary thing. There's no way that we're going to turn a kid who plays video games into a race car driver. That's just, it's ludicrous. It's like saying, hey, you're really good at Call of Duty, playing on your controller and you could kill people, you could do whatever, you know, that's not going to translate. When you put someone in a full army unit suit, hundreds of degrees, you're having them lug the backpack, all their gear around, everything changes 
in real life. And so that's something Jan learned pretty early on. Um, you know, there's some really enjoyable moments where it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to school all of you on all this knowledge about the car. I know more than you guys do. And they're like, all right, well, let's see you drive it then, you know? Oh, you know, I wasn't too used to that, that V8 there. And I'm like, my back's just getting slammed against the car every time I take off. There's just tons of stuff that's really, it's light, it's funny, but it keeps it real. The entire time you're like, okay, I'm like, I know this kid's smart and I know he's pretty quick, but again, you really understand the physical endurance that these race car drivers have to have as well. And David Harbour, for everything it's worth, I mean, he is such a standout in this movie. This is already a year where we've seen some really great supporting performances. Robert Downey Jr., you've got Ryan Gosling. This, guys, is probably my favorite performance of his in general. Obviously, you have part of it that's that jaded coach. I never quite got to where I wanted to be. And so, you know, I, I left the game. I'm just a coach now, pretty much. I'm just, I'm just here to help. I'm thinking about what could have been. And, you know, and he takes this very seriously because, you know, it's really easy for people to write stuff off. You're just driving in circles. A lot of stuff can go wrong and does go wrong. And so when you've seen the accidents that can happen, the lives that could be lost, careers ended, abilities to walk, all sorts of stuff like that, it is not a game. And so he really maintains this persona of, hey, you know, I'm going to try to help you, but I'm also actively going to try to dissuade you from doing this because it's going to be the hardest thing you have ever done. And even if you do most of it right, there's so much that can go wrong. I, I mean, I was floored by his performance. David Harbour was terrific. I'm, I don't know where to slot him now in my favorites of the year, but he also has this side of being a great coach and learning and talking with someone who obviously feels the weight of their world on their shoulders, who doesn't maybe have some of the acceptance for what he wants to do in this passion. And so the two of him, he and Archie kind of strike this really unique bond of coach, student, but it grows into more than that. And it is so organic and there's so much care that they have for each other that really kind of propels this story forward. There's tons of acts, uh, tons of things kind of, that you can relate to Ford versus Ferrari, that you could look at Rush for in terms of how the racing is shown. I'm never going to get tired of watching cars zoom by, barely stay on this path, cut around someone. And I mean, there's so many moments where you're just like, you're doing 200 miles an hour. And how are you going to pass this guy in there? And everything can go wrong. And so you're watching through your hands. You're like, oh, oh, come on, kid. Like, I hope he's okay. But the reality is, the odds are stacked against him. I just, America loves an underdog. So this film succeeds a lot for that reason. Director Neil Blomkamp, who I thought was a really interesting pick for this project. He did District 9 all those years ago. He did Elysium. He did Chappie. He's been doing a lot of short films, different video game style stuff. But uh, it's great to see him back in the director's helm. He's a really confident director. He has always had a good flair for visuals in a way that was kind of unique. Obviously, the Johannesburg, South Africa take that he did with District 9 and then kind of bleeding into Elysium a little bit and then Chappie in this world. He's not afraid to show you the nitty and the gritty, but he also celebrates all this technology in a really cool way, kind of blending what it feels like and looks like perhaps when you're driving that car, but also when you're in that console setup, how you get in your Zen mode. 
Um, I just, it was really cool. There's a lot of really cool ways that they use visual effects to break the cars apart as you're learning about them and driving them, looking at the customization. I liked that they didn't go overboard on really just trying to make this look like a heads up video game system. There were a couple times where I was like, I wonder if they're actually on the track or if this is like in-game footage, because in the year of 2023, there's tons of stuff that just looks hyper and photorealistic now. It's hard to discern sometimes. Or maybe I'm watching some stock footage. I don't know, but I mean, it looks phenomenal. The film is crisp. It's clear. The sound design is fantastic. Sony's got a winner on their hands. I mean, this honestly... I mean, I love Forza Horizon and the way that Forza Horizon kind of shifted what you can do in a car game in terms of like, I just want to drive around really nice places like the beach. I want to go up in the mountains and the forests with these incredible cars. It's definitely more about leisure and fun, but I really enjoyed this technical aspect of Gran Turismo with just the customization, the technicality of it all, the attention to detail for me matters a lot. And there was so much of that in this. Like, it was just extremely satisfying on a number of levels. I left the theater like, man, you know, I didn't see it in Dolby or IMAX or anything like that. But I'm like, that would play great in a theater that really emphasizes noise and sound as well. I, you know, I've, a lot of people have kind of asked this about me at work. They're too like, oh, you, what do you think of Gran Turismo? Do you think it's going to be good? Is it going to be like Need for Speed? which honestly I forgot about until this movie was coming out. And I was like, oh yeah, Aaron Paul and, uh, and Batman, they did a movie together. And I was like, oh yeah, they didn't need for speed. Couldn't, couldn't tell you anything more about it. You know, it didn't, didn't register this film. However, I think this is going to have some legs. This has just so many interesting aspects of how cultures and worlds online and otherwise can coexist. You can appreciate a lot of what these people do. It's not so easy to just write this off as, oh, you're you're just some video game obsessed kid. Look what's wrong with this generation. I'm like, the more time you give to them in the sense of showing us why you're so invested in this stuff, I mean, it's crazy what some of these people can do. Uh, it's really, really impressive. Top to bottom, Gran Turismo was just a blast. And I feel like just week after week, barring a couple subpar films. I mean, this has been a great summer. This is a movie that literally was supposed to be out two weeks ago. All the writer strike stuff going on right now. They can't advertise with the cast. You know, you can't get pretty boy Orlando Bloom out there. You can't get David Harbour. You can't get Archie out there. It's, it's tough. So I think the thought was, you know, we'll push it two weeks. Hopefully, um, I don't know what their theater space deal was like there. I saw it at an early screening because they're like, well, we're just going to play it once a day at least until it comes out and just call it an early screening. Um, but I, they got a winner. And if the idea was to get better social media traction, better reactions, I hope it works because this is totally a film you guys should see in the theaters. It's totally worth your while. I think fans of cars, fans of video games, and fans of just great action and adrenaline movies will all find something to like in here and then learn to appreciate from some of those other regions as well. So thanks again for listening, guys. We're going to get some Blue Beetle going. Honestly, I think I might wait for Strays on digital or streaming. Call me crazy, but a rated R movie about dogs 
with some of the best comedians, just kind of like, I don't know, doing like dirty dog jokes. You know, for me, that's probably something that they should have made like 20 years ago. You know, I, you know, I watched the ad, I watched the red band, not for me. We'll still see it eventually, but you know, I, we're going to miss that one this week. So, you know, don't crucify me for that. As always, thank you guys again for listening. We've got theatrical and streaming reviews weekly for all your movie news, movie reviews, tune in to NT movie reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and on YouTube. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.